Welcome to Keeping It 100 with Dr. Robbie. And guess what? I'm Dr. Robbie. Whoever you are and wherever you are, whatever time you've taken in order to, to listen to this podcast, thank you for being here. I appreciate you. Well, let me tell you a little bit about who I am. Well, that has nothing to do with that podcast. This podcast has to do with the ministry God has given me, a ministry that would help to bring the church and the unchurched, the clergy and the lay, those that are affiliated with spiritual matters and those that are just seeking to understand spiritual matters, help to bring them together. I'm here to, to, to build a bridge and hopefully we can cross that bridge with integrity, with honesty and with transparency. You see, I was raised not in the church, but in the world. And I became, and I was saved at 25. Well, you can do a lot of things by the time you get 25. So but when I got saved, one of the first things that I thought about was, wow, how come they didn't tell me sooner? I lived my life on happenstance and I didn't have to. I lived thinking that the only hope I had was that something would accidentally fall in my lap. And I didn't have to. And then the second thing I thought was, huh, the people where I grew up could really use this information. They could do so much better for themselves if they knew there was actually some hope, that they knew that there was something that could be done about their circumstances. And so that's the ministry that God gave me, to build a bridge. You see, I have this unique quality of being able to see both sides of the same coin. Because I was raised in the world and not in the church, I understand the world. And because I left the world, not because I was failing in the world, but because I fell in love with Jesus Christ, I see it through a different eye. But I'm also an ordained minister, which means I'm, not, I'm matriculated through the church and into the pulpit. I have a doctor's degree in theology. And this is what God has chosen for my purpose. So together, I want us to build a bridge on transparency, build a bridge on integrity that those in the church and those not yet affiliated with the church will be able to find a little common ground. We'll have a little bit more understanding about their circumstances because isn't that what it's all about? You see, Jesus Christ didn't die contrary to popular belief for the church. Jesus Christ died for people and he used the church to disseminate the information. Our trademark product line, Lynchpin Persona, has designer clothing, sunglasses, hats, activewear and more. We also feature practical household items that can ease your day. Find our online store at m-o-b-e-t-t-e-r-s-t-u-f-f dot com. Remember that life really is mo' better when you have mo' better stuff. The first message today, I've labeled hashtag karma in Christ. You know, karma is one of those words that you think you know what it means, but you're not actually sure. But most people know what karma is. Karma is basically getting back what you put out. But it is always <laughs> gather speed. So in the world, we tell you, and everyone will tell you, that karma is a, and yes, it is. And when it gathers speed, it makes it twice as bad. Most people associate karma with the Hindu religion. 
but the God that I serve created everything and everything means just that, everything, even karma. And so I went back to the book in order to pull out some support. And so I went to the book of wisdom. Now in the Bible, the book of wisdom is called Proverbs. It's in the Old Testament, but it's a book that sort of guides people along their way. You see, King Solomon is the one it wrote most of the book of Proverbs. And King Solomon was the son of King David. Now, the book of Proverbs, King Solomon is telling the young men and the young leaders how to behave in their life that they would have success. What pitfalls lie ahead of them? And as I said, Solomon was the son of King David. King David was basically a hot mess. King David got into more trouble. King David was always having drama. Something was always happening and he was always having to come back and repent. Yet he was a man after God's own heart because he knew how to repent. But King Solomon, being his son, I'm sure had a very, had a front row seat of all the calamity that can happen if you don't lead your life in the proper manner. So he came to his sons and the, the young men and the leaders in his situation, and he decided to lead them through by giving them words of wisdom. And those, those words of wisdom are found in the book of Proverbs. And then the book of Proverbs, the, well, the 26th chapter of Proverbs, you find where it, is, it directly speaks about karma. Karma says that whatever you put out to hurt somebody is going to come back and hurt you. Whatever intention you have to take away from somebody else, that same weapon, whatever it is, will take you out instead. That we're talking about karma. Now I told you, King Solomon was the son of King David and King David was a hot mess. And I think some of you can relate to that because I don't know how many about, I don't know about you, but I know a lot of people who have parents, one and sometimes both, who are a hot mess. They were so busy taking care of their lives that they didn't really have the time or they didn't really have the tools in order to help their children to avoid the problems that they had fallen into. You see, when you're off on your own agenda, sometimes you don't have time to worry about the things that other people need because you're too busy trying to get what you need. And the karma of that is it creates young people that fall into the same pitfalls as their parents. Now there's no right or wrong in that because it's something that just is, it's karma. You see, a lot of parents, or a lot of, I should say a lot of people, a lot of children, a lot of offspring are there because our hookup kids. Hookup kids are, are, a, are the product of a relationship that wasn't really formulated before it went to the next level. Hookup kids are young people that are born basically too young to their children. I believe that they have the responsibility 
to teach them the way they should go. You see, but hookup kids didn't get the benefit of that. Hookup kids came about in a relationship or came about within a situation that wasn't a formed relationship. It was a relationship in the fact that they knew each other, but they barely knew each other. They didn't know about their dreams and they didn't know about each other's aspirations. They didn't know what type of, 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 of value system they had. They didn't know their grandparents. They didn't know their parents. They didn't know anything. They just knew that they liked what they saw or heard and they decided to hook up. Now, again, it goes back to karma. You see, karma are those things that are put out there that come back to take you out. Hookup kids are the result of parents who, have, who don't have the tools to develop the relationships, mostly because their parents didn't have the tools to develop relationships, mostly because their parents didn't have the tools to develop relationships. So this keeps going around and around and around. But there's good news. Did you know that those that come into Christ, even if they're hookup kids, can get the wisdom from the word? And that's what Proverbs does. Proverbs provides the wisdom of the word. It's not about a human being's wisdom. Yes, King Solomon was a human being, but the things in his life were divinely inspired. The word of God is about wisdom in the world. And even if you're a hookup kid, you can get that wisdom. But you know, the Bible also says that it rains on the just and the, and the unjust. In other words, those things, just because you know the Bible or just because you know the word or just because you go to church or just because you don't go to church does not necessarily dictate the drama that's going to be in your life because drama or circumstances or situations happen to everyone. But those that belong to Christ have an edge, a differentiation of karma. It's not exactly the same, although fundamentally the same. Let me explain. You see, those not in the word, let's, let, let's take an example. The example, we're gonna use the example of trapeze artists. You know, trapeze artists are those people that, that in midair, uh, swing between ropes and 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 tools, and they and and they and they do these daredevil stunts in midair, high above everyone else, to a so high that it's actually a risk for them to let go of the rope to transfer to another. They do these daredevil acts high above, but when you're not in Christ. You take the extra risk 
of your safety net being fallible. Now, yes, they can put fallible goods, mattresses or whatever underneath, but if it is not, if it is fallible, if it is not perfect, if it is not divinely done, if it is not set up in such a way that's been tested and tested and tested, things can still happen. And help them if they miss the device. If they fall from such feats and they miss the device, they are surely going to perish. But how does that differ from those that are in Christ? Well, you see, in Christ, we also do high-rise act. We all do. You see, you must take risk in life in order to have a life worth living. You have to take the risk. If you never leave your mother's house, you'll never know if you can, if you can take care of yourself. If you never go into the military, you'll never, you may not ever travel or, or have, have those questions answered in your life. If you never go to college, you may not learn what you need to learn. If you never get married, you may not find the love of your life. If you never have children, you may not know what it means in order to be needed. You see, all of these things are risk. We risk everything, every moment of our life, every time we reach outside ourselves. It's a risk for both those that are saved and those that are not saved, for those that are clergy, for those that are lay, for those that aren't affiliated with any spiritual situation whatsoever, and for those that are. We all take risk in order that we might find, we might reach our goals. But with the trapeze artist that's in Christ, you see the, the, the net that's been woven has been divinely woven. It's been tested for 3,000 years. It's been tested for 3,000 years. So if those are in Christ do their trapeze acts and they slip and fall, Yes, they are going to come down just like everyone else. But the difference is the quality of the net. The net is not made of happenstance. The net is made of faith. The net is not made of something that is proposed. The net is something, it's made of something that's been demonstrated. The net is such that for 3,000 years, God has been catching us when we make a mishap. He's been catching us when circumstance don't go our way. He's been catching us. And that is the net that the person in Christ has. You see, they call that net grace. And that grace is given simply because you have, because you are a part of the family of faith. Now, we're talking about karma. And if those that don't or are outside the church can fall on the trampoline and those that are inside the church can fall from the trampoline and those that are ministers can fall from the trampoline and those that are lay can fall from the trampoline and those that want to do good can fall from the trampolines and those that don't want to do good or don't care can fall from the trampolines. How does it differentiate? How does, what does that have to do with karma? Well, you see, karma is a cycle of bad behavior. 
and that bad behavior, as long as it continues, the person will be hurt. But breaking that cycle is the key for those in the family of faith that didn't have anyone to teach the tools, for those in the family of faith that only knew what their parents knew, they are able to break the cycle of karma through the word of God, because it gives them the tools to go forth. Now that's not to say that they're any better or they're any worse. That's not to say that they're any smarter or they're not as smart. That's not to say that there is, they're good because none of us are good or not as good. It simply says that they have gathered the tools that have made a, been made available to them through the death of Christ in order to break the cycle of bad behavior in their life. Now, what happens if you don't go to church? Well, you don't have to go to church in order to read the word. Now it helps in understanding the word because there's an interpretation. But what if I've been a part of the church, but I'm no longer a part of the church? Again, this is given by Christ who died for people. The church is the mechanism in which to disseminate the information. But Christ is there for everyone. Regardless how you get the interpretation, the tools are there. Regardless when you get the interpretation, the tools are there. Regardless of your circumstance, you have the ability to break the cycle. And that, my friends, is why I'm speaking about karma today. If you've come up against a wall, if, you've, if you're tired of getting back what you've put out there, if you know that if you were to get that which you deserve, you would be in trouble, there is still hope for you. Now, I'm not going to say that it's not going to come back on. But what I'm going to say is when you fall from that wire, you won't have to worry if you if the device or the mattress or the, the netting that you hit is going to fail you. If that net is woven together through Christ. So I'm just saying. that your circumstances don't have to be what they are. There are tools that you can learn to break your cycle of bad behavior, even if you're a hookup kid. I'm Dr. Robbie. Stay safe. Stay woke. Be loved in Christ.